0: Yo guys, um, welcome to episode 10 of the podcast. Um, We don't have a guest on this episode, we just kind of wanted to chop it up, a little life update. Harry and I are heading to to Tulum tomorrow. Um, We spent this month in Jupiter, Florida, it's been awesome, Um, and heading to Mexico tomorrow.
1: Yeah, um, we don't really have any idea of what we want to talk about, we're just kind of going to chop it up. I have a couple ideas. But we just want to do some episodes where it's just us talking about either our businesses because we both um, have a couple different businesses or where we're just talking about what's going on in our life or whatever. Um, One thing I want to touch on first in this episode is a Twitter thread that I just posted today that I think is pretty cool um, that I wanted to talk about in episode one when I told my story like how I got into online business. But it's kind of a long story and I didn't get into it um, because it would have made that episode super long. So I'm going to share it now. Um, It's basically just how I got into the music industry when I was in high school as a photographer and videographer. And it's interesting because Ben and I talked about this when we met. Um, We
0: met like right around the beginning of COVID, I think. It would have been... March, it might have been May, I think it was, yeah, May of 2020.
1: Which was like right around the
0: start of COVID, and I was shooting
1: concerts basically from like 2016 all the way up to 2020, shooting concerts and music festivals, and um, COVID kind of ended that, obviously, because shows stopped happening. Um, But when Ben and I met, I was giving him some advice on how to start an online business, and I was telling him he should just take his video and photo skills and like use that for businesses and stuff to make money because that's something that I had done in the past. But anyway, um, basically when I was in high school, <coughs> I played lacrosse freshman year of high school. And then after <coughs> that first season, I was kind of bored of it. I didn't really like um, playing for my high school And I knew I needed to have some other like hobby or some other thing to do besides just school and then like hustling, trying to make money because I was always doing that. So I was interested in like videography and photography. And I saw this Justin Escalona video where he explained how he basically got to take photos and videos at all these music festivals by like shooting for the artists or the festival or whatever. And I decided I wanted to try to do that. So all my friends were going to this festival in San Antonio and I wanted to bring my camera. So I went on the website, looked up like the rules for what you can and can't bring. And it said um, only people with a media or photo pass are allowed to bring a camera. So I like started looking into how you get a media pass and I found their application and basically realized there are three ways to get a media pass either you're shooting for a publication, you're shooting for an artist at the festival or you're shooting for the actual festival itself or at a concert that would be like the venue. And I knew like I had no portfolio, no background, nothing like that. So I knew like I couldn't shoot for the festival. They weren't gonna hire someone with no experience. I probably couldn't shoot with an artist cause their teams are pretty hard to get in touch with. And again, they don't wanna hire someone with that experience. So I was, like, trying to scheme and figure out what publication would, like, let me shoot a concert for him. And I was just like, dude, like, my high school has a publication. We have, like, a news program, basically. Um, And it wasn't the newspaper. It was, like, video news, like, the morning announcements news thing. Um, And I literally went to the person in charge of that, and I was like, hey, I want to, like, make a video and take photos documenting like the type of music festivals that high school kids enjoy. Um, I just need to be able to put down your email as the editor of my publication in this application. Are you cool with that? And she was like, sure, whatever. Um, so I applied. And in the application, I remember I said like, they were like, what is your, who's your demographic? Like they were asking all this stuff. And I basically wrote a little pitch basically saying like, I'm shooting for this pretty large high school, By putting out this content, the people at the high school are gonna know more about your festival. They'll be way more likely to buy tickets and stuff like that. Honestly, like I don't know if, it, if putting out this content actually helped them at all or if anyone from my school ended up buying more tickets or whatever, but that was the pitch I went with and it actually worked. So I got a media pass. I went and shot the whole festival And then I took all my pictures from there and built like a portfolio, basically a free website with some of the best pictures. And this is part of why like whenever Ben and I talk to new agency owners or people trying to start like either being a freelancer or running an agency, like literally the biggest thing in the beginning is just getting good testimonials and like proving that you have experience. And I think as like a fifteen or sixteen year old, this was like the first time I realized like how important experience is. Like Dude,
0: half the people I book calls with now, like they'll mention, "Oh yeah, I saw this guy on your on your landing page, and I, like I know him. Like that's the whole reason they booked a call." Um, yeah,
1: and I think with this, it was the same. It was like I was showing pictures of, I was taking pictures of big artists. And then when I sent it to people and they immediately recognized the artist, that gave me more credibility Mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, shit, you shot like a J. Cole show or a little Uzi Burt show. Like, that's a big artist. Like,
0: that's pretty sick. Dude, I wish I would have been able to shoot concerts. Like when I first got into videography and and actually, I didn't even really do photography. But um, when I first got into videography, it was like the heat of COVID, like the worst part of COVID. And um obviously there were no concerts going on. So I did like some sports and stuff and eventually some nightlife restaurant, bar scene. Um, but dude, concerts were fucking sick. Not like I'm sure that was so electric too. And, it was like, so
1: fun. The energy is like insane. You get. And then even editing that. Like, I'm sure you were
0: fucking hyped up. Well, actually, you didn't do too much video. It was mainly photo, but like. I did a lot of video too, actually,
1: which is interesting because you're not really supposed to do video. Um, Like,. At a lot of festivals and concerts they have a no video policy. Like really? you're actually not allowed to record. No way. Because they don't want like it's a big PR thing. Mm. Like, you know how rappers do like crazy stuff at their shows. Yeah. If anything bad were to happen at these shows, they don't want like professional footage of it getting out really. Um and it's like, it's a big legal and PR thing. They don't like people recording, which is wild. Cause like, obviously everyone well, the even with the media recording pass. the whole show, even with the media pass. Huh. Also there are different passes. There's like, if you're not in the industry, I had no idea in the beginning. There's like media pass, photo pass, all access pass. And they're all different. Like they all give you different access at different venues and festivals. Mm-hmm. Media pass is like the lowest level. It's people usually that work for a publication and you can basically half the time with the media pass, you don't even get access to the photo pit up front. You can just bring a camera in and take pictures with the photo pass. You always get access to the photo pit um, and you can bring a camera in and stuff like that. And then also it changes venue by venue and festival by festival. Sometimes you can only shoot the first three songs of each set from the photo pit sometimes they don't really care and they'll let you shoot however many like the whole show from the photo pit Mm -hmm. and then like um there's backstage and like all access passes and stuff which obviously you can go backstage you can get on stage you can do all that Mm -hmm. um and there were definitely some shows that i finessed i would get like a media pass and literally throw on a wristband and like just walk backstage with confidence even though i didn't have a backstage i'd pass i'd get back there um just because like i had confidence and the more You're passes or wristbands person. the more wristbands or passes you have like the more like you are yeah and i'm i'm yeah, jacked yes. and <laughs> like, who's and gonna fucking there. stop you nobody um, nobody would be down dude do you miss
0: there. doing photography and video i miss i miss editing videos like i mean it so was fun. like last
1: night we were talking about it i don't a ton we watched Um, Arlen Moore's new video and it was really cool. His video from Sicily. Um, I miss like having cool videos made of all my adventures and like shit I do, but I don't really miss like making videos. Good videos is a grind.
0: It is. I don't
1: miss shooting all that stuff and then the hours and hours of editing and with concerts, I would shoot them one night and edit the same night. That's how I was. So I would drive home um from these venues in houston and or at the festivals i'd stay at a hotel or drive home after and i would stay up all night editing the photos and videos and then send them to whoever i was shooting for Mm -hmm. like that night or in the morning
0: yeah Um, thinking about all the time that i put into editing like to make a really good video it sucks uh, it does suck but like and you can't really get paid accordingly for that no. unless you're like at the top. But if I was, I think I would enjoy it.
1: It's super um, rewarding though to like to like build something. Building your own like making videos that you think are sick. It's, it's art, so bro. rewarding. Yeah. But basically I finessed that first festival, built up a portfolio, um, and then tried to like figure out how I could keep doing this, how I can shoot more festivals, shoot at shows in Houston. Um, Pretty much whenever I wanted. So I realized that basically the two people that could give me access to shoot festivals and shows that were the easiest to get in contact with and basically convinced that I could help them were um, people that ran marketing for venues and people that run marketing for promoting companies. So I found like there were probably 10 or 20 around Houston that actually had the power to give me media passes, photo passes, access to shoot these shows, um, and I basically just found them by going on these companies' websites, like the venue's website or the promoting companies' websites, and I would find their their employees on either LinkedIn or like Twitter and IG, um, and then I'd just DM them on every single channel. So I'd DM them on IG and Twitter, I'd LinkedIn message them, I'd send them a cold email. I would literally, like, comment on their IG posts, like, hey, I just DM'd you, all that type omnichannel of Omni-channel, motherfucker. Yeah, omni-channel. I was hitting them everywhere. Um And it's different than, like, when you're running an agency. So, for example, our agency, where we're working with financial advisors running their ads, there are literally so many financial advisors out there that, like, if... A bunch of them don't reply to our outreach or our ads or whatever. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because there is a small percent that will. This was like there were literally 10 or 20 people in Houston that could give me these passes like I needed to get in touch with them, which is why hitting them everywhere was so important. Like. If we're trying to get a financial advisor on the phone, it's not really worth our time to try to LinkedIn message them, Mm -hmm. email them, call them, text them, do everything just for one advisor. Like the numbers game makes way more sense, but it was totally a different type of outreach. Um, So I eventually got into contact with the marketing manager for a pretty big venue in Houston, and said, look, I'll shoot any show for free as long as you get me a photo pass, like, I'm just trying to build on my portfolio. I know you guys could use content for your social media pages. And she was like, 100%, um, just let me know what shows you want to shoot. Email me anytime, and I'll get you on our list as, like, the venue photographer. And it was a big... I did it, like, strategically. Like, I only reached out to venues that had rap shows, because I, at the time, I was really only listening to rap mm-hmm. and, like, big rappers. So... I only wanted to shoot shows of artists that I liked. Like I wasn't doing this to make money, I was doing it for fun. Cause like when you're a big Travis Scott fan, going and shooting a Travis show, being in the pit, being yeah. backstage, is like That's literally an unreal experience. It's nuts. So I got into contact with her, convinced her that she should let me shoot all their shows. Um I said I'd do it for free, whatever. She was, like, 100%. So I started shooting shows at this venue probably, like, once a week Mm -hmm. as a high school student. Like, literally when all my buddies on the weekends were, like, playing their football games or lacrosse games or whatever, instead of being on a sports team after, like, freshman year, I was going and shooting all these shows. Um, And I'm so glad I did that instead of, like, continued to play a sport because... It definitely pushed me down this business path, I think. Taught me a ton about content and stuff like that. Um, And a ton about networking. There were these two guys that work for this pretty big company in Texas that hosts a bunch of music festivals in Texas, like four or five. They host some out of state. Um, And I found both of them. One was the head of video um, for this business. One of them was head of marketing. Mm -hmm. And I DM'd them both on Twitter a few days before one of their festivals and i was like hey i'm i have a ticket i'm gonna be at this festival anyway i would love to bring my camera and help you guys out any way possible like if you need an extra photographer if you need someone to run errands i don't care like i just want to help you guys what you guys do is super sick with all your festivals i'd love to help out um and they i think one of them replied like the day before the festival and he was like dude just saw this sorry it's way too late um appreciate you reaching out but we can't help you enjoy the festival and i think i had fun for sure but i like really wanted to work with them so uh, another festival they host rolls around i dm them same thing they're like sorry like our team's full um would love to have you work with us but it's just not going to work this festival i kept reaching out to them. And then there was one day I think they agreed to let me help with. They were like, sure, we'll put you on the photo team, bring your camera, whatever. Um, And then they asked how old I was and I was 17. (laughs) And they are like, damn, dude, like we're like legally we're not allowed to hire anyone under 18 to be on our production crew for these shows. Hit us next year. So like two or two and a half years go by and I'm DMing them like every six months to try to help with their festivals. And nothing happened. Probably three years went by, and they're super cool guys. Like they kept encouraging me. They're like, "Keep doing your thing, whatever." Super nice, but it just never worked out. And then I, I fast forward. I'm in college. I'm at UT Austin, and Travis Scott announced Astro World Festival. Um, actually, my senior year of high school was the first Astro World, so I just went as a fan. Like bought a ticket, went with my homies. It was so fun um, having like one of your favorite artists. And then having it be in your hometown is so sick. Yeah. Um, so I went to that with my friends, had fun. And then the next year, and this is hosted by these this company that these two guys work for. The next year, I'm like literally in my dorm. I had tickets for the festival um, for Astro World, like the second year. And I was going to go um, with friends again. And then this dude calls me, and I reached out to them. I'm like, look, I'm 18 now. I'm still taking these photos. i legal. I'd love to do this. And I think they said, like, again, dude, sorry our team's full. Like- dude,
0: IGDMs are so powerful. Like, yeah. sorry to cut you off, but, like. It's I, facts. You get so many fucking intros.
1: The amount of opportunities and literally, like, the reason my life is what it is right now is from IGDMs. Yeah. Same. Like,
0: my first job, my first like internship, was from an IGDM. I was sorry to, to cut you off and your story, but um, I was on a, on my way to go apply for this job at a car wash. My going into my senior year of high school, um, summer senior year, and I was like, man, I really don't want to do this. And I pulled over, um, DM this dude on Instagram that ran a little shoe store in in Cincinnati where I'm from. And I ended up like interning for him for the summer. He's kind of like a mentor of mine. It was super dope. Eventually I did like paid videography gigs for him and he's like a sick fucking dude. And that just all came from IG DMs. Like there's so many other people that I can think of that I only know because of DM. Whether it's one way or another. Like even Harry and I connecting was from an Instagram DM. Like you dming sam or however that ended up working and getting yeah. and starting social equinox and then me jumping in there and like all that shit it's it's crazy how it really goes full circle
1: yeah it's nuts so i was um still in contact with these two guys but um it looked like again World wasn't gonna work out um their team was full which i understood and they're they're these guys are crazy like their team of um, photographers and videographers are literally the best in the game. Like absolutely nuts with photo and video stuff for these festivals. They make some of the coolest content I've ever seen. Um, so I, I was like, dude, look, all these guys on the photo and video team are leagues ahead of me. They're all, they all do this full time. They're all like grown dudes and women that are like, sick at what they do like my photos and videos i think were pretty cool but not nearly as good as these guys so i totally understood it like i i kept reaching out and asking for a shot but like at the end of the day all the people on the team were way more qualified than me um so i i never had hard feelings i wasn't pissed off that they wouldn't like bring me on or let me help them i totally got it but then i think it was thursday night and Astro World was on saturday So I was literally like packing my stuff in my dorm to leave. I was going to like leave Thursday night because I don't think I had classes on Friday. And then I get a call from this dude, the head of marketing at the company. And I picked up and I was like, hey, what's up? How are you? Um, And he's just like, good. We had like a little issue. Something fell through. We've got an opening on the video team for this weekend for Astro World. Like, I'd love you to join us. And it was, like, they have this huge rig. They hire, like, another production company to bring this huge rig in that's, like, a giant gimbal and a giant cinema camera. And it's a rig that basically, like, two people have to run. Um, And he's like, so we had a second operator to help run this rig with this giant gimbal and camera, um, but he can't make it. Like, would you be down to help? Um, And I was like, sure, I have no idea how to operate a cinema camera, like run a giant gimbal. It's one of the gimbals you need a body strap for. Mm -hmm. And it's like massive. And I was like, I have no idea how to do it, but I will do like whatever. (laughs) I'm down to help. Like, I don't care. And he's like, yeah, it's straightforward. Like the guy that owns it is going to be running it for the most part. He's going to need your help with getting certain shots and whatever. He'll let you know what to do. It's not hard. Um bring your camera like just in case, but you'll be helping him most of the time. And I was just so pumped. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm so happy to do it. Don't pay me, whatever. And like, they're a big company. So he's like, like, we're not going to pay you a ton, but like, we have to pay you. We Uh. don't have people just help us for free. Like (laughs) we're running a real business here. No free work. Yeah, for real. And I was like, sick. Um, More than happy to do it. I'll be there. And I showed up And I was, like, so new. Everyone on the crew knew each other. Mm -hmm. And none of them knew me. Yeah. Um, And it was weird. But I just was, like, chopping it up with them, trying to fit in. Um, And they were all super cool people. And it was funny because, like, I think a couple of them asked me, like, yo, how old are you? Like, how long have you been doing this? And I was 19. I was 18, actually, at the time, I think. And they're all, like, out of school. They're all, like... Plenty of them are in their 30s or 40s. Mm. There are some, the younger ones that are maybe like 25, 26, whatever. But I was way younger than any of them. Um, But it was cool that it was almost like they all just treated me like their little brother. They were just like showing me around, like teaching me whatever they could, joking with me. Um, And they were super inviting and welcoming, which was super sick. And then after the festival... I um, obviously was super grateful to these guys. I was like, thanks for giving me a shot. Like I'd love to work with you guys in the future. And the guys I knew were like, yeah, 100%. Like you killed it, you helped a ton. We'd love to have you help us out in the future. I went back to Austin, back to school and this company's headquarters are actually in Austin. And so I hit the head of marketing like a month later and I was like, yo, I'd love to grab lunch with you and talk. Um, And this was like around when I was working with Sam and Jay. So I was doing a lot of marketing stuff. I Mm. didn't have my own agency at the time. I was working with these two business partners. But I had a lot of marketing experience because we worked so fast and worked on so many projects that I learned a ton in like a year and a half with them. So we went to lunch. I went to lunch with this dude, the head of marketing. And we literally just talked marketing and advertising the whole time. Um, and it was while I was still in school and he was like clearly pretty impressed by how much I knew, how much I'd done and all that. Um, but he even, he was like, dude, like, I'd love to have you be an intern, like a marketing intern for us. Um, and I told him, I was like, I'd love to honestly, but I can't like between school and growing this business with these guys. Like I literally don't have time. Yeah. Um, which I'm glad I I did that. And it's come full circle. Um, a few months ago, I, I left Austin like a month ago. And so Ben and I now are traveling for a while. I'm going to move back to Austin in a handful of months. But before I left, I had a list of a few people that I was like, I need to just catch up with these people before I leave because I won't be in Austin for a while. Mm-hmm. And he was on that list and we grabbed lunch and... Obviously with COVID and stuff, I stopped shooting. I went full-time marketing and advertising, no more photo video stuff. Um, And we sat down for lunch and I was telling him about what I had done, left school, started my agency, grew it quite a bit, got a bunch of experience. And he was like, yo, like right now with COVID being in the concert business, it's weird. We're kind of rebuilding stuff. We're looking for maybe some people to help with marketing here and there. And so we started talking about that. I'm not working with them yet, um, but it's something that I hit him literally yesterday, and he replied, and he's like, "Yo, we got to talk soon. We got to." Yeah. He's like, "Don't worry, I haven't forgotten about you." He's super busy with stuff right now, um, and the timing doesn't make sense, like right this moment. But dude, being able to
0: work in that space it sounds so. Sad. Literally in
1: the yeah. next month or two, I think I'm gonna be able to start working yeah. with them as like a marketing consultant. And that's, like, my dream marketing client. Mm -hmm. Like, if there's one industry I could work with or in, it's live music. Like, Like imagine planning, like,
0: huge fucking fest, Like, the Lyrical Lemonade Summer Bash or whatever whatever they have going on. Like, stuff like that would be so sick. And, like, getting all the vendors there and all of the shops that that sell little t-shirts and And whatnot. And, like, now that I'm not shooting in, like, photo and video stuff,
1: it's not, like... And obviously, I don't want to do that full time. It's not like the career I want to pursue. It's cool to like still be able to help. And like, it's totally come full circle. Like now with what I'm doing with marketing and advertising, I'm going to be able to help them in a bigger way than I would have as like this guy that was helping their photo or video team. Dude, it's
0: interesting to think about industries or niches like that where like nobody talks about as far as marketing services go. But stuff like that could be, like, a huge avenue and, and kind of a blue ocean for people like us that understand not only digital marketing, but, like, like you would have to get creative to fill out a festival. It's not just going to be set up a Facebook ad campaign and, and get people in the door, but, like, understanding marketing, like, you could take that to... To anybody that sh- that throws festivals and, and offer yeah. that as a service. And
1: the thing is, like, they do run Facebook ads. Like, yeah. They run Facebook ads, Google ads, all that stuff, and that's like where I'm going to be helping them because yeah, yeah. that's where my experience is for the most part. But I also like am an ideator. I come mm-hmm. up with tons of ideas and creative like marketing tactics. And so, like, I literally have a list of ideas for this business mm-hmm. that they could execute upon for marketing. Um, free m4
0: for a lucky winner that comes to the next show they throw
1: this is a meme that ben's been running with this free m4 he thinks Yo, he's we're giving, giving away, away
0: a free m4 to we're one not. of the listeners uh, it's matt black it's kind of a douchebag car but it is pretty sick i will admit um,
1: so ben is buying a new bmw <laughs> m4 and he's gonna give it away to somebody because um, he's not giving mine away But anyway, that's basically the story of how I finessed my way into the music industry as a photographer. Um, Basically, the moral of the story is shoot your shot, DM people. It works. I DM
0: so many people daily.
1: And provide them value. (laughs) Like, I was like, look, I'll shoot all these shows for free for you. That's why they answered. If I just was, like, asking for stuff from them, um, like, if I was DMing all these people and being like, hey, I want to get paid to shoot shows for you like I'm a big photographer... I guarantee none of them would hit me back. Yeah, But I was like, look, you need social media content. I'm like hungry. I'll do this for free. Like, I'll I'll turn around the photos the same night. Like, I'll hustle for you. Um, They definitely were more inclined to reply just because I was like down to help them for free. Mm.
0: Dude, how do you feel being out of Austin?
1: Uh, good and bad. Uh, it's been a dope month here in Jupiter. Um,
0: it's been a weird month. I had COVID this month. That fucking sucked. This kid was it, eating carrots and grapes. That, like He was like a little rabbit and I'd have to bring him food and he'd just be locked in his room. Like
1: It was horrible.
0: Frail and, and pale. Like. I also <laughs> lost my
1: taste for like the past two, two and a half weeks probably. Yeah. And then I burnt an orange and mixed uh, brown sugar with it last night and ate it. And my taste didn't come back right away, but I'm pretty sure my taste is fully back today. He didn't
0: do that to get his taste back. It's just like a weird thing that he does every morning. No,
1: I did it for my taste. <laughs> but anyway, the month has been great. But I do miss Austin a ton. Like, yeah,
0: I think it's funny once you move around, like you're never gonna go anywhere and like everything's just gonna click and like it's gonna be perfect. Yeah. Like. Whatever baggage you were carrying from wherever you were last, like, it's not going to leave you. And there's
1: always just, like, opportunity cost.
0: Like, if I'm here, I'm obviously not
1: somewhere else. It's like, if you let yourself think about, like, oh, this month would have been awesome in Austin because I have friends there. and It's summer and kids are coming back to college and partying and stuff. Like but you just got to be grateful. Like we had a good month yeah. here. No, nah, we'll, dude, that we'll was, that's
0: like one of my biggest lessons, not only this month, but just like, as I've gone throughout my journey is being grateful for what you have built. Like, yeah. Understand that you're like, we're still in the very beginning of our, our entrepreneurial journeys. Like we've done some stuff, like some really cool stuff, but we're 20 years old. Um, and we're going to, we have high, we have really big goals. like, we're gonna also do a lot more stuff over the next few years and where we are now we still need to be grateful for and be like okay like six months ago i was shooting to be where i am right now yeah um and now that i'm here i need to i need to be grounded and appreciate that and understand that like i've come a long way and also have those goals that i'm shooting for and do the things every day that that help me get there but like i found myself like getting anxious because it obviously everybody wants to be making more money than they are right now and and doing more things, whatever. And I was just like, dude, relax. Like You used to dream about doing what you're doing right now. And you're kind of just being ungrateful little brat. Like, Stop stop bitching about where you are now because that's where you said you wanted to be six months ago. Yeah.
1: I think the biggest things I've realized being away from Austin now for a month and like not having plans to return like very soon. Like I plan on moving back very early 2022, but that's still like four months from now. Like we're gonna be gone for a while. Um, The biggest things I've realized is A, I miss my car a ton. I love driving. (laughs) You're gonna miss
0: it even more once we give it to a lucky listener.
1: Not having my car sucks. Um, And then also like I've realized how dope austin is being not in austin for a month because yeah. when you live there for two years off and on kind of with college and stuff going home for summers like I, not full time but the the majority of the past two years i've lived there like i'm always happy living there and like it but you don't realize how like cool the city is until mm. you're gone in my opinion and now that i look at it I'm like, damn! I miss being out on the lake. I miss driving in Austin. I miss all the cool hikes that I would go on every week. Like, there, all all the food too. Like, Austin is one of the best food cities in America. I will second that. I'm not an expert. I'm not a huge foodie either. Honestly, I think Houston has better food than Austin, but like, the food in Austin's amazing. Um, So there are definitely a lot of cool things I miss about it that I didn't, that I kind of took for granted when I lived there. Yeah. And it's made me absolutely pumped to go back in four or five months, like, uh, whenever I moved back.
0: Yeah. Leaving Charleston for me, like, obviously, I'm, like, the only thing that I had there was just, like, all of my college friends and, like, I fucking love all of them. But there's nothing that, like, says, like, that, that's calling me back there. Like, after we're done traveling, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to live in Charleston. Obviously, I'll, I'll go not? back for...
1: You love Charleston. Why won't you move back? Because I don't
0: have any like business connections there. Like in Miami, I know a bunch of people that that live there that are also doing online business stuff and around our age. Um, like in Charleston, it's just kind of like for me, I'll go back to Charleston for a week to be a degenerate for a little bit. Like it's, it's a party, yeah. Like, yeah, and it's a cool city. Like there's obviously plenty of stuff to do, but I don't know. I think. It's also harder to push yourself when you're in an environment like surrounded by college kids where making five to ten k a month, you're doing way better than everybody around you. Like if I'm in Miami or Austin or Tampa and I'm surrounded by people that are also doing similar stuff in the space, like I'm always I'm gonna be maybe comparing myself to people differently like, It's going to push you. Yeah.
1: That's why I'm super glad to go back to Austin in five or six months is I'm not going to live, like, in West Campus where all the students live. Yeah. I'm probably going to live, like, downtown or something um, unless, like, we absolutely murder Q4 and I buy a house, Mm -hmm. um, which probably won't happen, but who knows. Um, But, like, I'm... When I move back to Austin, it's going to be, like, moving to Austin as a young professional, not as a college kid. Yeah. And I'm so excited to, like... That's
0: exactly what
1: I was thinking. Like, like get out of that college... Yeah. Even though, like, mentally, I've been so far from being a college student for, like, at least a good year now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, actually, the living space and living conditions of, like, totally being separate from the college lifestyle... In Austin, I think is going to be super sick. Yeah,
0: I was thinking the same thing about Charleston. Like, I when I'm there, it's just like i You have like a almost a safety blanket by being surrounded by other kids that like other college kids. Like, I, I don't know. They're still in the aspect of like um, their parents are like supporting them and all that. Like, there's a different. I'm moving to the city where I'm obviously on my own and. It, fending for myself like building my own own life here and it's just a different vibe yeah, i don't know if that 100%. makes sense but
1: it's like a safety net having all these college kids around you cuz you can compare yourself to them and yeah. they're not doing much like i mean if if they're making good grades and progressing with their like college degree <laughs> Shut the like fuck up like good for them but but like they're not doing like really cool stuff on yeah. their own and like, so it's like a safety net it's yeah. like oh look at these guys they're like all they do is party and pass their classes like yeah if i'm making 3k a month i'm doing well because <laughs> i'm doing better than them
0: right whereas you Which go to a city like, like, like dude,
1: miami and you're hanging out with alex and luke and all these guys that are killing it you're like exactly i'm doing nothing yeah
0: like i'm a broke boy yeah
1: it makes you want to push yourself for sure i feel that
0: yeah but dude i'm um I'm glad to go back for for mini benders and whatnot um, I also need to eventually figure out where I want to where I want to settle down beginning of next year it might either like I said Miami, Tampa or Austin um, list out the benefits
1: of each one Austin right. what are you thinking with Austin?
0: first, I know a bunch of people there um, I think it's a really cool city. I think it'll it's kind of a similar boat where i'll be able to meet a lot of new like-minded people that are also into marketing and
1: that's what i'm stoked about like being active on twitter
0: yeah i've probably seen
1: the profile of like 20 or 30 people that are like into marketing com whatever that are in austin that i i don't i had no idea who they are i didn't know like any of this stuff a month ago and I'm like, dude, when I go back to Austin, I'm going to DM every single one of these people and ask them to grab lunch or coffee or yeah. whatever and meet them. There are yeah. so many people in this space in Austin. And I feel like I didn't take advantage of that while I was there. But I will 100% when I go back.
0: But yeah, those are some pros of Austin. The food. Food. Um, I think there's enough going on where like, I'd never be bored. Like I want to be in a, in a place where there's stuff going on, nightlife and stuff to do um i know you go on hikes and shit i'd I'd get into that kind of stuff and i also i think being near evan would help just because he's a menace yeah Um, evan's a machine he's funny but he's also like yeah he'll like hanging
1: out with evan when i was in austin and he moved there i was hanging out with him probably four or five days a week shout out evan hopefully he listens to this
0: he on 12 times speed
1: dude's a beast with work like he works a ton he's super disciplined and being around that energy makes you just want to work harder. So it's sick, like, hanging out with Evan. I'm excited to see, like, how Mark works mm-hmm. this month in Tulum because yeah. I think he's very similar. I know Mark's super smart, and I know he's pretty disciplined. Yeah. So I think we'll see Mark working and be like, damn, like, Tulum's fun and, like, we want to enjoy it. But, like, damn, we got to get back on our shit and work.
0: So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Austin seems awesome. Tampa. Tampa, um, similar, similar situation there. Like I, I know Sanjay, and I'm sure there are a bunch of other young guys that are also into marketing that I would connect with. Um, a lot going on when it comes to nightlife. I've um, heard very, very pretty women down there. Um, what else? Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. Obviously great weather. That's kind of anywhere of the three that I'm picking from. So, yeah, I mean, similar situation there. And what then Miami, Miami. Like okay, I, guess, I guess all three are, like, the same situation wherever I go. Like, one one pro of being not in Austin with you would be, like, now I'm meeting new people in Miami and, and Tampa and it's just growing my network and people we can get on the podcast. Like, it's growing our whole network.
1: Yeah. Um, and at the same not, time, I'll be in Austin growing my network. Like, yeah. we'll be able to double especially if we're like still working on ACM together like yeah we'll be business partners still but we'll be doubling our networks and like basically friend group in two different cities and we can both easily visit like if you're in Miami I now have an excuse to come visit Miami yeah. for a week whenever and same with Austin
0: yeah Miami would be sick Um, obviously probably more expensive than Austin or Tampa but Tampa or Austin will probably still be pretty expensive. Getting a nice
1: place in Tampa or Austin's pretty expensive, yeah. these days
0: too. Um, Justin and Blake are down in Miami, my two mentors. Obviously, Alex and Luke. A bunch of money Twitter homies. I don't know, man. We'll see. I feel like it'll answer itself throughout the next couple months. But I also need to plan so I don't get fucked on a lease and, like either end up overpaying or not being able to get in when I want to. It would be, a, it would be nice being able to make that decision quicker.
1: Just make more money. and then That's not an issue. Genius. Yeah. It's crazy how, like, obviously... That, that, made, that solves so many it's problems. It's crazy how money is in everything, but make more money. It solves yeah. a lot of problems in life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. actually. We should get on Normie Twitter and, and start... No, just. make dude. They're complaining about something. Like, bro, just make more money. It would solve that problem. Um, dude, what are some, what are some takeaways you have from this month? From this month?
1: Moving in Jupiter? Um, I would say being wealthy is cool. Yeah. Um, seeing all these people with these like literally crazy mansions and yachts and stuff. Like it's cool. Yeah. Um, and it's real wealth here it's mm-hmm. not um like flashy like designer clothes and louis v belts and like sports cars and stuff like that like this is this is real wealth here it's a lot of old people in the neighborhood that we're living in but it's people that clearly have um built up like actual wealth which is my goal like
0: and so much wealth that they're not trying to flex it
1: exactly like they have huge houses and stuff but like nobody here is like trying to be flashy or fancy
0: yeah
1: um whereas you see a lot of kids online make a little bit of money and then all they want to do is buy gucci and louis vuitton clothes and backpacks and whatever just trying to flex yeah um so like I don't know. Real wealth, I think, is just way cooler than flashy money. Um, That's something I've taken away from living here. What else? Um, If, yeah.
0: I think one thing I've realized, like, obviously we have each other here, but wherever you go, it doesn't really, like, it can be such a dope spot. but. You're going to have to make connections and, and know people to really, really enjoy it. Like, I've had a great time here, and it's not like we've been trying to go out or, or meet a ton of people. But, like, as, we, as we settle down somewhere, like, it can be I can go to Miami. If I don't ever talk to anybody or like, like, go out and meet new people, then it, why the fuck are you in Miami? You should just be in Ohio living for free, like, with your parents. Like, there's no difference between working in your apartment in Miami and not ever connecting with people and doing the same thing wherever you came from like in the midwest or wherever you came from.
1: Another thing I took away from this month is that working out outside when it's hot is sick.
0: Dude, it's so um, fire.
1: In the beginning of the month, I normally in Austin, I would just work out in my apartment um and then here, like I'm not a big gym guy. I hate going to gyms and using like all the machines and weights and all that stuff. Um I like have a workout that keeps me in good shape, but like I'm, my goal isn't to get massive or like do any of that stuff. I just like staying healthy and in shape every day. So I work out every day, but there's this cool like rooftop patio area, like with turf and stuff outside of the gym here um, and working out up there every day and then hopping into the steam room and then taking a shower is like a sick routine. Um, and then like after the shower, we chill in the little clubhouse, write Twitter threads or content or whatever. Dude, I was just
0: thinking about this. After we, um, after we worked out today, I was after I got out of the steam room, I was talking to this guy in, in the locker room and he was like, yeah, man, I'm just sweating out the sins from last night. And like, dude, it's Tuesday. <laughs> I, I didn't really register earlier when he said that, but keep going
1: that's kind of wild that that little routine of just like working out outside in the in the heat has been sick i'm definitely like a southern kid at heart like yeah i love this weather, dude. i also
0: love sweating when i'm working out like just being outside makes you feel so much better whether you even whether you're just like sunning your balls or working out it it goes both ways also
1: um getting on twitter this month has been a big thing for me yeah um like a lot of times i look at social media as a total waste of time like i get on instagram and tiktok and i do waste time on it sometimes i was bad at that the beginning of the month Mm bro i was always on tiktok
0: yeah you were i I don't
1: know why like (laughs) and when i was in austin like i wasn't like wasting a bunch of time on social media i don't know what it was i think it was covid yeah. when i was sick yeah, I was you get like, into that
0: routine exactly you fuck you up.
1: being super lazy so anyway earlier this month i was wasting a ton of time now i don't go on tiktok at all very little on ig i've been spending more time on twitter but the time i've spent on twitter a i've been growing a pretty good audience and b i've been connecting with like actually cool people that are doing really cool things running businesses like the business relationships that are coming out of these connections i'm making on twitter are going to be way more valuable than like wasting time on ig or tiktok um which is weird because like you normally think of social media and consuming content and stuff like that as a waste of time yeah even i mean you can learn on youtube and whatever but like Twitter is a very powerful tool that I think is totally underestimated and you don't realize until you actively start using it. And I think a big part of using it is putting out content.
0: I think on Twitter, it's used like like social media is used the way it was intended to be. Like we're sharing valuable content, like showing people our journeys and giving updates on our life. That Having can,
1: real connections. And to- then also
0: meeting, meeting cool people and building real connections. It's not just, like, everybody flexing like it is on Instagram. Or uh, You can find some good videos on TikTok, but it's mainly, like, stupid shit and 12-year-old girls that shouldn't be on TikTok. Um, Twitter is, like, actually a, a really cool community.
1: On that note, I think we're going to wrap this episode. It was
0: a good talk. Unless yeah. you
1: have anything else you want to talk about, Ben. No. I think we're going to wrap it. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed this, definitely... Download it, like it, subscribe, follow, do whatever you do with podcasts. Um, if you really feel like it, definitely share it on Instagram, Twitter, social media, whatever. Honestly, we're not like like really pressed about growing this thing, but we appreciate you guys listening to it. If you do want to share it, we, we definitely do. appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, have a good day. Peace. Peace.